Nathan, can I tell you a little beef that I've had for a long time, but I think I've I've had a breakthrough with it. Is this a new sponsor? Uh, no, I'm. I'm okay. God okay. knows I'm working on it. Okay, good. Um, after our last sponsor fell through, which was, of course, uh, what was it? Pretzels, chocolate chips, Tootsie, tootsie Roll, I Tootsie don't... Tootsie Rolls. Yes, go deep into it. But... I'm working on the Brax people right I now. I believe their major complaint: okay. there was too much chewing on the mic. <laughs> that was unfortunate. Yep. Well, back... so what is your major beef? Well, back to me. <laughs> I've always had this thing whenever, ever since I was a little kid where when you look at the newspaper comics, I always called them the newspaper comics, the comics, comic strips. But yeah. other people, like grandparents, would refer to them as the funnies. And when they would say that, it would make me uh, feel really condescended to or like they were saying, you know, the moron thing that you enjoy looking at, the funnies. <laughs> but as I have thought more about it the last couple days, I think there is a divider between a comic strip and the funnies. A comic strip <laughs> is something that has, you know, life and heart to the characters. Maybe you grow to care about them, or at least you have favorites. They have individual personalities. You enjoy reading their adventures, especially when you're a kid. And the funnies is more like it doesn't matter who is in the drawing. They're all interchangeable. They're just kind of gag receptacles, you know, like uh, a lot of pun-based humor or Mm. um, maybe observations about golf, whatever the Mm -hmm. geriatric... golf jokes. Yeah, the geriatric drawer of the comic is into (laughs) in that (laughs) season of their life. And uh, I place the comic strip B.C., Squarely mm. in the realm of the funnies. Okay, we, we in our in my household we call them the screamies because we just howled with laughter <laughs> every Sunday. I did have a great experience this week where uh, I was waiting in line at a convenience store and uh, the cashier was on the phone while I was waiting on them and the cashier reached over and was like flipping through the newspaper and he says to the person on the phone. <sighs> Uh, it, yeah, this newspaper has comic strips in it. And he rolled his eyes and hung up. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning people still read comic strips somewhere so intently that they will call ahead to make sure that their newspaper has them. Um, and it's <laughs> that sort of devoted fandom that we're going to be talking about today because in a Thanksgiving move, we watched BC, the first Thanksgiving from 1973 here on network special a podcast about the golden age of appointment-based television the era of television where you had to watch what was on when it was on but now thanks to the magic of the internet you can watch these things whenever you want i am one of the co-hosts zachariah i'm here with my beautiful co-host nathan fat broad sheer and in the booth the demure the lovely the producer who Jeremy Demery. Hey! Baboom! Ayo! Up nice. your nose, Demery! Oh, with what? With what? Oh, you know what? <laughs> Sit on it! <laughs> hey, I'm Gabe Kaplan. <laughs> That's my line. 
BC, the comic strip. Uh, mm. Let's talk. Let's talk BC before we talk nuts and bolts oh. about it. What's what's your relationship with BC? What's your relationship with newspaper comics? You tell me your little backstory. Um, big fan at one time. Um, when I was a kid, like everyone else, I looked for the colors, all the colors I could see in the newspaper. Oh, okay. It's normally black and white colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With an S. (laughs) Now we're talking like my grandparents. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, when I worked at BP, every, to pass the time, I would, word for word, even Mary Worth, I would read (laughs) just the, just the, the worst ones. But, um. Yeah, BC was fine. You know, like it, it wasn't good. It was, you know, it was as uh, as one note as any of them. But also BC, uh, I used to always play on the Commodore sixty four at my cousin's house, and he had this game that was called BC: The Quest for Grog or something. The, the Quest for Tires. Um, yes, yeah, the Quest for Tires, and I I sucked so bad at that, but I loved the art style. I don't think I could get past anything in it because um, I think it was very easy to fall off the side of the mountain when you're on the tire. I can't remember exactly. I was going to look it up and I forgot to, but it, yeah, it's uh, I, I, for some reason it's fondly, I think of BC fondly in, in, in my memories, although this cartoon may have tarnished all of them. <laughs> and we should say what, what we're talking about, uh, BC is a comic strip that has run since 1958 and it's wow. still in newspapers like so many other comics. It just is there because it's been there for a long time. And why change it? It'll die with newspapers, probably. Uh, originally drawn by Johnny Hart. It is now written and drawn by his three of his grandchildren. Two of his grandsons write and illustrate it. And his granddaughter does the lettering. Wow. So it is a family business. Mm-hmm. BC, a comic, and it is about very interchangeable cavemen making jokes about it, what it might be like to live in prehistoric times. <laughs> they all look the same, except they have different mm-hmm. colored hair, and one of them wears glasses. And some have boobs. Yes. And there are two <laughs> women who, up until 2016, were named Fat Broad. Yes. And cute chick. Cute chick? Yeah. One of them is very skinny and curvaceous, and the other looks like a man wearing a dress. Guess which one yeah. is named which. Now, there was a big announcement in 2016 saying that the grandchildren were changing the names of Fat Broad oh, and Cute good. Chick to Jane and Grace. And they assured okay. they assured people in the press release this was not because of any kind of political correctness. Sure, this was they said something. It's it's named like a, this was a yearning that the family has had for a long time to change the names of these characters. But you know how political red tape process that would be for these three <laughs> grandchildren who write the newspaper for twelve old people to change the name of this thing. Uh, they coincidentally changed the name of these characters at the same time they were starting a Kickstarter to uh, fund BC, the CGI animated movie. And uh, it reached half of its goal. 
You can still watch the Kickstarter video. It's very cringy and sad. Oh. <laughs> and, um, kind of the only thing that I feel like BC is known for, if it's known at all, is uh, it's kind of in the realm of Ziggy in the fact that the older that the original author, Johnny Hart, got, the more directly religious the comic got. <laughs> um, and so this kind of falls into a realm that, at least in my experience, I would call grandparents' humor, where between yeah. Ziggy and BC, it was really fighting for room being clipped out and put on the refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like, uh, fire? Okay. <laughs> That's the gag. Like, that's the joke. Yeah, sometimes it's about caveman stuff, but other times it's literally, um, you know, Peter, who you know as the the one with the blonde hair, is wearing a mirror around their shoulders. And BC, the one with the orange hair, says, what are you doing? And Peter says, my therapist says I should spend more time uh, reflecting. Hmm. <laughs> but then other ones uh, are just uh, poems about resurrection. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. He uh, did. Did you happen to look up the the controversial BC strips that got pulled from newspapers and the Jewish Anti Defamation League got Ooh. under his collar because there is one that he uh, drew in April, and it is uh, Easter themed. And it is a poem. This guy loved writing poems with no joke at the end. And it is of a menorah. <laughs> and as the menorah burns down, the the holders are burning off as well. And so when it's all burnt out, it becomes a cross. And then you see okay. in the distance an empty tomb. And uh, mm -hmm. a lot of Jewish readers said, you know, maybe don't take the menorah and knock it all apart until it looks like a Christian symbol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did it have like a little, uh, did it, did, did the tomb have like BC's head sticking out going, huh? it had a dinosaur looking into the viewer's face and smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Said, I, I guess fat bronze. <laughs> Well, fat Broad's been here. The dinosaur is saying to Fat Broad, Fat Broad, why do you seek the living among the dead? <laughs> and then Thor that just has, he's, he's got stigmata. <laughs> Thor. Uh, and then there was another time... Um, when uh, the, he defined, you know, like definitions, those wacky definitions of words. Oh God! This was the last time he <laughs> he got in hot water in his life. Um, he said, uh, "You define infamy as a word seldom used after Toyota sales topped two million. Now that's a very obscure joke that I didn't <laughs> get until it was explained to me, but it refers to Pearl. He he published this on Pearl Harbor Day." A day that will live in infamy. Oh. So it's saying that Japan no longer. I don't quite. I actually even saying it out loud. <laughs> I don't know what the joke is, but basically it was saying uh, after we bombed them, they're they're finally uh, pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. 
Jeez. Now, none of these jokes are in the these animated special that we're going to be talking about today. Well, there's no jokes <laughs> in this animated special. <laughs> this is a half-hour animated special that was on NBC. And um, like we said, 1973, this is the sort of animated style and presentation where I go, am I dumb for not appreciating this on some level because <laughs> watching it, it just seems slow and like mm-hmm. nothing is happening, but <sighs> am I not appreciating it on some level? It feels like um, it's got one of these like music soundtracks that I enjoyed it's yeah. like jazz music, but it's almost like, I can't tell which came first, <laughs> the animation, and then they just improvise jazz over it. Or did someone find this record and was like, let's draw a BC cartoon to this record. Should we listen to some of it now? Let's do it. BC is about to be run over by a turkey and men chasing the turkey. Gets up. You know... The reason we're doing this is because the supermarkets are closed on Thanksgiving, you see. Gosh. So the music's great, okay? It's like, you know, it's like a Charlie Brown almost. It's not It's not like Vince Guaraldi, but it's that style of like... It's jazz jazzy, flute. Just, Vince yes, Brown. which yeah. I love. And, and and also lots of great sound effects made by someone's mouth. Just like... <laughs> like, I don't know if there's any real sound effects in this. I think it's just someone going... <laughs> for everything. Now, you heard BC's voice, and I didn't under- I didn't even catch this. Because BC doesn't sound like that through the rest of this cartoon. No. He's doing a Jack Benny impression (laughs) when he looks at the camera. Otherwise, he just kind of sounds marble-mouthed. Yeah, Uh everyone is... Like, everyone seems to have some kind of famous actor's voice. Or it feels like, at least. Specifically, there are one or two characters that are just impressions of other celebrities. And I think a big reason for that is because uh, one of these voices was Dawes Butler, who did uh, Yogi Bear, and Bob Holt, who I believe did Fred Flintstone, and all these Hanna-Barbera guys were doing the voices. And Mel Blanc. And Hanna-Barbera voices... Yes, he does one or two of the voices. And... um, the secret for almost all Hanna-Barbera characters, especially at that time, was just do an impression of somebody else, and that'll be the character. Yeah. And they're doing that here. One of them is Humphrey Bogart. One of them is Jack Benny. <laughs> and then there's a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does the cute chick voice, is that an impression of anyone? No, cute chick okay. is Joni Summers, who was okay. a nineteen. Uh, 19- 50s teen singer. Okay. Um, I guess she was in Bye Bye Birdie and some other stuff. Um, she has, I think, six lines in this where she's asked to be seductive. Mm-hmm. And all the men's eyes pop out of their skulls and they go, humana, humana, humana. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then they laugh really hard. Yeah. Very confusing. Very confusing. Hi, guys. Don't y'all catch cold now? Yeah. Her breasts are drawn like 1980s implants. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Did you hear that? Are they supposed I guess to be that's horny? A setup. <laughs> I like I guess that's a setup for them to be like, oh my gosh, the turkey was standing there the whole time. Well or yeah. something. But it doesn't it still doesn't make any sense. I, I feel like we're kind of all over the place in this, but that's because four things happen in this. BC invents fire. Fat Broad <laughs> wants to make a turkey soup. All the guys yeah. run after the turkey. And then. And also, there's a scene where everyone is licking something. <laughs> oh my God. You're talking about the water, the water drinking scene. <laughs> Someone's drinking sand i guess because he lives in the water or something and he's just a head or something i can't tell what's happening in this part if you hate hearing the inside of people's mouths i really uh, apologize right now but here's the, the, what the scene sounds like <laughs> when everyone is drinking at the river And I guess that's the joke for the one guy who's still trying to sleep to tell to yell at them or something. Yeah, then a guy yells at them and they all stop. <laughs> it's very yeah, funny. Yeah, there's there is not much. Um, gosh, there's not much happening in this at all. No, there's really. It not. is so slow. It's slow. there's the scene where the the. The, the turtle and the bird. I wouldn't call the animation style lush because it's BC. <laughs> like it only, it only gets like so interesting looking and then it's just a bunch of. If you're if you're wondering what happened there, uh, tell me you so saw that. We, so are we? <laughs> tell me you oh, saw our computer. The computer that runs our show. Something went wa- wrong with it. It was we were suddenly watching. Usually, I see you on the monitor because, of course, you're in Florida and I'm I'm in Ohio. And suddenly, yeah. I was seeing a man in a Max Headroom mask with some sort of rotating background behind him screaming mm-hmm. gibberish then i saw him get <laughs> spanked with a fly swatter yeah. <laughs> on his bare butt on his bare butt 
on his whole <laughs> It's just like what happened that other time on November 22nd in 1987 <laughs> in Chicago when an unknown hijacker took over the airwaves on two different networks, both on WGN and then later on PBS, the Chicago affiliate, and interrupted the broadcast with this bizarre, extremely scary, for nothing scary happening in the video, a very unsettling-looking video of a, a homemade Max Headroom cursing people out. <laughs> yeah, and he's... he's um He's holding a Pepsi can and doing the Coca-Cola catchphrase and calling everyone nerds and, you know, making references to WGN. And it's very, very, um, I can only imagine what it must have been like. You're watching either a sports broadcast or the second time you did it, the, uh, you're watching Doctor Who. And then uh, your favorite AI TV character appears. <laughs> I remember when this happened very vividly because, I mean, I was seven years old, but you know how when you're little and you're seeing the news, political stuff kind of washes over you, maybe international stuff washes over you, but then there's a story that you can actually really grasp, and I remember this footage of a, 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 a sportscast being interrupted Excuse me, it gets me gassy right now just just thinking about it. <laughs> All gassed up. But it so captured my imagination because truly, this looks like when Heath Ledger interrupts a broadcast in Dark Knight as the Joker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when this happened, it was one of the first instances of people hijacking a television signal, which is pretty incredible that they could take over a major like the Sears Tower is where it broadcasts from and so they well, and hmm? apparently I watched a little thing on this apparently it was like really easy if you just had a strong signal and you were nearby right because they didn't have any kind of safety measures um, and also there really wasn't a way to find out because it, it, it's you can go to jail for doing this so there really wasn't a way to really find out who could do it, it you know it not an easy way Right. I mean, you had to have a, a satellite, you had to have a certain amount of power, but really, if you got up high enough and you were on a skyscraper near the Sears Tower where everything broadcast, you could cut into their signal, which really yeah. hadn't been done before. And There's a couple other ones. There's one where someone from HBO did it, or someone did it to HBO, um, where they, they hacked in and it just says like, Twelve ninety five. No thanks. Watch out, Showtime and Movie Channel. <laughs> right, but that was somebody who yeah. worked for the station, basically flipping a switch. Okay, this wasn't an unknown assailant coming into the airwaves and doing this bizarre little play. They said that, like um, the one I said, is the way the way the footage is cut. It would have had to have been a, a recording that they played instead of a live oh broadcast. for sure yeah because there's yeah. an edit in it where max headroom starts off by wailing into the camera with a distorted voice saying he made a masterpiece in his pants and then suddenly <laughs> he doesn't say that but that is that the implication no he does he doesn't say, say that. in my pants 
Is that, well, I just, I just watched he, the whole. He he pretends to uh, be taking a big poop, and then says, okay. "I just created <laughs> okay. a masterpiece." <laughs> and then he holds up uh, dirty underwear that he said his brother was wearing. Oh, I thought it was a glove because he put it on his hand. Uh, it's I believe it's underwear because then you see his his butt and him getting spanked. Right. So I assume this was yeah. all just a poop-based run <laughs> that Max was going on. And he's doing the theme song to Clutch Cargo, which I have no idea. Very That's odd. Like a, a cartoon, like a, a reference to a cartoon. This one, this video I watched really broke it down mm-hmm. in terms of what he's referencing. And That's it. That's okay. all I got. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you'll have to look up the video for yourself. Captain KRB, yeah. <laughs> I think his name was. <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of theories in terms of who this person was. And um, some have been debunked. Some have kind of up in the air. Nobody is coming forward to say it was them. Even though there, I guess there's a statute of limitations of five years to where if they wanted to come out and say it was them, they could do that probably without a lot of worry. Um, but I love the, the ones fact- I saw. The ones I heard were um, there was someone on Reddit somewhere who said that they knew who they possibly who it was, but then they rolled them out, which is weird. I don't know why they would say that they knew who they were, but then, but wait, it couldn't be them or something. And then there's like also some people are thinking that maybe that they worked there because there was a bunch of layoffs. And so someone, um, you know, disgruntled person could have done it, but yeah, it's never been, no one's ever come forward. It's possible. Um, the person who thought they had a theory of who it was, was on Reddit. And then months later, they kind of figured out, Oh, it actually couldn't have been them. Okay. okay. So they put a disclaimer at the top of the article, but they left the article up just so it was there to, for people to read if they wanted to. Um, I love the fact that they never caught this person and it's definitely, Probably a by well, probably a bygone era that you can do this kind of thing and not get immediately caught anymore. Yeah. And it was just this bizarre performance art. It wasn't anything political. It wasn't anything nefarious. Although definitely, if you were working at the station and you were just watching it unfold, I'm sure they were terrified of where <laughs> it was going to be going next. <laughs> right, especially when you start seeing like side butt. Oh, you know what's coming next. Yeah, front butt. Front butt. <laughs> and then back butt all the way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they said that like there weren't any technicians, I think, at, at the station at the time. It was PBS was the second one. And so they just were kind of like at the mercy of <laughs> what was happening. And you know those PBS people. Oh, just please. These little uh, uh, lily-livered nerds. <laughs> That's a whole suit and tie affair. You can just knock their their lunch tray out of their hands. <laughs> I can't imagine what they were thinking. Now, the other thing that, that followed up a couple of years later that is my favorite uh, breaking into the airwaves was in 87, Playboy TV was hijacked by Thomas Haney, who was a technician at the Christian Broadcasting Network who interrupted the Playboy channel well, with graphics saying that they needed to repent and find Jesus. Hmm. I do you what how many num- what numbers do you think did so? A hundred percent. That's why the think, Playboy channel lost so much money that year. 
Well, I I bet you a bunch of people fell to their knees uh, <laughs> trying to reach the TV station. <laughs> yeah, they tripped on the pants that were down around their ankles. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they fell down to their knees. Dang it, this channel! <laughs> I don't know if they prayed. My erection! <laughs> get it off! Get it off! I can only get one a day. <laughs> When it's gone, it's gone. <laughs> this what podcast it, is brought to you by Blue Chew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you think? I don't know. Never mind. I don't want to get deep. In. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't. I, I didn't. I. I. Yeah. I always thought that uh, Max Headroom was a disgruntled ex-employee who had access or knew how to access the TV feed and pulled off this prank. It's I was always under that impression. Apparently the person who was sent to investigate this uh, said that it was a, a jamming operation and it wasn't from the control room. What I do think though is very funny about when they were talking about his investigation is uh, he said, I need to start figuring out where this tape was made. So the first thing I figured out was what room they were doing this in. And I looked at the rotating background and figured out it had to be at least an eight-foot-long room. So I started from there. Like, uh, did you? (laughs) That's how you were going to whittle it down in Chicago, an eight-foot-long room? See, I heard the reason why they never figured it out is because they were were so consumed with trying to find Brian Laundrie. Eh? I don't. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Who's laundry they That's trying a, to find? A Brian Laundry. Eh? <laughs> he's, he's a guy who like killed some girl or something on social media and recently. This is a, this is a new. This is a new <laughs> thing. There's been a nationwide manhunt for this guy, and you've heard nothing about it. Uh, is this the guy who killed? Did he? No, no, I don't know what you're talking. Is this the guy who was with that influencer girl? Yes, yes, yes. You know, no disrespect <laughs> to influencer girl, but I saw this story trending and I I hated it immediately and stopped <laughs> yeah. paying attention for reasons that you can guess why I found it. I just found out today that they do football on Thursdays. Yeah, so Jeremy's really operating at a slight disadvantage <laughs> yeah. here. <laughs> Yeah. But I do want to say, I do want to say, and I know we, we've been talking, Max, and we've been talking BC. Can I tell you a, a part of this BC special that I really did like? And that, of course, was the song that plays during the commercial for Wheaties. Yes, Nathan, we can listen to it now. There comes that time when a boy suddenly knows. Okay, son, here's a tough part. He's a man. ready for a man's breakfast. Fortified Wheaties with added vitamins and iron. Nothing sugar-coated about Wheaties. Just a real gutsy taste. Wheaties. He's ready for Wheaties. He knows he's a man. <laughs> just, a, just a real boss of Wheaties. He's ready for Wheaties. He knows he's a man. So you, they really doubled down on that. Now, this is funny because I did not, 
I didn't, whatever one you watched, I didn't see this commercial. I have a laser dick disc version of it that I found. <laughs> of the commercial? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, are you saying that you watched a, a laser disc rip or you bought a laser disc? A laser disc, disc rip. A okay. laser disc rip. Okay. It has this and another special we'll do around Christmas time or another another year. But it's this and like a thing and a Christmas. Uh, right, special. because they be, didn't BC make a Christmas special as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. My gosh. yeah so, but this it's wasn't a full enough. laser disc. <laughs> yeah, wow. Because BC was very uh, lucrative for old Jay Hart. He had two video games. He had two animated specials. <laughs> he uh, uh, did the logo for his uh, neighborhood hockey team. <laughs> he... <laughs> <laughs> Man, that Wheaties commercial is awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's so ready if, for Wheaties. So there's an age where you're you can't physically handle Wheaties. What if you're a girl? Oof! I don't want to get no into Wheaties. It. <laughs> uh, there's also another commercial for buckwheat. Yes, I can play it. Recognize buckwheat. This hardy grain helped feed a growing nation. Now it's scarce. This is buckwheat, stone ground. And you can still get it right here in buckwheat cereal. Flakes with a snap of maple flavor. High nutrition, of course. But the taste goes way back. Eerie silence. Think of old-time buckwheat cakes and maple syrup. That's what prompted buckwheat's flavor. One of the true old-fashioned flavors left to enjoy. So in this commercial, uh, this guy with a very 70s uh, sweaty walnut face is holding up a piece of buckwheat, raw buckwheat. goes, you know what this is? Buckwheat. He's all over the place. Then he goes, now it's scarce. So we made tons of boxes of cereal with this thing. <laughs> well, we're going to wipe it off the face of the earth. This thing's about to go extinct. Get it while you can. And it's a Harley wheat. <laughs> So during this cartoon, obstinately, that only the smallest child would enjoy, even though General Mills is the sponsor, we're not getting our, our monster cereal friends. We're not getting Lucky the Leprechaun. We're getting Wheaties, Buckwheats, and I won't play it, but also Hamburger Helper. Just oh, raw, no, the worst ones. raw food to get your colon activated. <laughs> oh, man. And then we won't cover it now, but if you tuned in on uh, 1973, the next thing you'd watch is an animated special by Flip Wilson. By Flip Wilson? Yes, trying to do a Cosby thing where instead of uh, the Cosby kids, it was the Flip Wilson kids. Ooh. Yeah, we'll cover it at some point. I couldn't get yeah, through it, but sure uh, <laughs> I'll tape my eyelids open. Yeah. So this is kind of it's been a this has been a real loosey goosey episode. Of course, we got mm -hmm. very unexpectedly interrupted by Max Headroom, and I do apologize for that. It's never going to happen. There's nothing again. we can do. They have a stronger <laughs> podcast than we do. <laughs> Some disgruntled teen was downstairs, no doubt. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you want to say about the BC special before we we leave people to get to their Thanksgiving shopping? If I could get the soundtrack to this. That would be the best. Uh, otherwise, this is just burn it. If you see it on YouTube, report it. Report it. Let's get it off this. Let's get it off the internet. If you find the laser disc, 
Uh, Burn it. Well, keep the laser disc. Laser discs are cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. it, it can make a nice serving tray, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on your record player. <laughs> see what happens. I don't know. Yeah, see what happens. Maybe a hologram comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure after this dynamite loaded episode, people are going to want subscribe to us and you really should and you really should leave five star five star only reviews for us um and make sure that uh, every time you pick up a paper it has a a hearty section with a mixture of comic strips and the funnies and we keep that tradition going for the next two years that newspapers are still around yes uh nathan anything else you want to add before we go check us out on tiktok uh youtube uh twitter uh Anywhere, Instagram. Hold on. I got one last thing to say, too. Oh, yeah! That's right. <laughs> if there's one thing I did like about this special, it's talking about the Stone Age. <laughs> yes. Bye.